Welcome to 30 Days of Marketing Mavens. 30 days, 30 experts, 30 marketing niches. Brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. More leads, more sales, and more revenue for your small or medium-sized business. Click findnewrevenue.com to learn more. Now here's your host, Howard Walpoff. Welcome back to 30 Days of Marketing Mavens. Thank you so much for joining us again. Again, I'm Howard Walpuff, your host. This is brought to you by Profit Master Business Solutions. And today, we're taking marketing from a different angle, looking at a little bit from the, the sales angle. And we have Alexander Lowe, who has a really thorough and, and, uh, and, and vibrant career in working with companies and uh, having them get engaged and really focusing on, uh, on sales being part of the, the process. So, Alexander, welcome to the conversation. Thank you very much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for uh, having me. Oh, uh, my pleasure as well. So you've been involved with marketing and sales for quite a while, a very full career. Tell everyone how you actually got started. Uh, so I, way back when, 20 years ago, I, uh, fell, into, I fell into sales, basically, um, being a real estate agent, real estate, you know, realtor in central London, which then did that for two years. So learned the hard graft of... Um, of sales, but was interestingly part of, uh, for those of the, you are in London, um, work for the company Foxtons, which is either a positive or a negative, but the owner was the first person to um, uh, kind of take marketing to the next level, where he branded 150 Mini Coopers, the new version of the Mini that came out, and we were driving around central London in these Minis with this brand new kind of branding, if you will, to drive the marketing of, um, of Foxham. So that was a great experience, apart from the fact you had to remember you had a number on the side of your car, so if there any kind of traffic violations, people would phone head office and go, I, I was a Mini 132, I've seen Mini 132, you know, double park or whatever. Um, then moved into uh, recruitment, so worked with Michael Page International, recruiting sales professionals into uh, the IT and tech sector. And I guess from there, it was around how do you market yourself? How do you market yourself for your next uh, your next role? Um, looking at how people were marketing themselves. So would I approach them on LinkedIn because they looked half decent? Would I look at them based on what they've written on their um, their CVs? And it was you know fascinating. You could have an amazing CV come through, but they'd be really bad in person. But vice versa, they could present themselves really badly on LinkedIn or on a CV, but actually be incredible at what they um, at what they did. Um, then I went into professional services, so PwC into business development and marketing. So that's when I started to transition into, into both. So looking at marketing from, you know, how do we market to the wider world around what we, uh, what we do, how to sell, support that. Then moved into law, uh, so did the same there. Uh, then commercial property, did the same there. And it was towards the end of my time in my uh, role in commercial property in London that I was introduced to this concept of social selling through LinkedIn and their Sales Navigator product, uh, led a social selling program um, in the UK. Uh, you've generated half a million net new and built a pipeline of 4.9 million through the blend of, okay, how do you market yourself as an individual through you know personal branding, that kind of fun stuff? How do you then leverage content through the networks uh, to make it more effective, to drive better business conversations? Um, Great fun, um, Brexit happened, don't talk about that. Uh, an opportunity presented itself where uh, I was kind of a free agent, if you will, so I was, I was made redundant, but then met Tim uh, Hughes and Adam Gray, and we are building and are building DLA Ignite to help organizations actually understand this whole concept of how do you build um, digital, social, whatever you want to call it, 
into the end-to-end sales and marketing strategy because in our view, more so than ever, the two have to work hand-in-hand to be successful in the, in the modern world. And it's, it's, it's quite, quite a story and quite a path you, you have there, which is fantastic. It's great when you get to have so many different types of experiences to really grow and learn from. And um, I think you, you really touched on LinkedIn as such a powerful tool that's really barely utilized to its strength by, by most people that are on it. I, I actually fell into LinkedIn. I was one of the first 50,000 people on LinkedIn just because a buddy said, hey, do you want to join this thing? And this goes back to the, the early 2000s, yeah. 2001, 2002 era um, that, uh, that, that I got onto LinkedIn and really have seen the growth and the, the strength of what it can do. But in what you do and share with people, uh, I guess I assume most people that you're starting with really have no idea how to really socially sell and utilize a, 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 a platform like LinkedIn to its fullest. I think that we social media full stop. There has to be kind of a re-engineering of what social media actually means today. It's not about posting pictures of cats or you going on um, on holiday. Um, LinkedIn is more than just a CV shop, and that's ultimately why I left recruitment because they leveled the playing field. Um, you know, I could be a one-man band at home and have access to the same candidates as I did working for a global organisation such as um, Michael Page International. So it's it's shifting that mindset around. This is more than that. It is a content source in its own right, but then how do you uh, elevate yourself over and above all the noise that is out there? And we're starting to see some of the clickbaity type stuff come through and people using those type of tactics we now see on Facebook and Instagram on, um, uh, on LinkedIn, but it, it is re-engineering um, not only sales, sometimes marketing people. You know, I have conversations with CMOs and I'm like, really, you, you kind of should, you should know this. This is what you're being, you're, you're being paid to, to do by, by said organization. Um, so it's a real, a real shift around how everything is changing, primarily around how we communicate. And I, I hate the term, but I'm going to use it. But it is, you know, it is human to human. You know, the, the how, we, how we consume content in a, or how we consume marketing, um, if we're going to use that term, in the consumer world. So if you're buying Nike or whatever it is, and Nike is an interesting one, we can talk about that in a second, um, is blurring into the business world. So what I mean by that, in the one minute, I don't care who you are, who you, who you sell to or market to, they're in Amazon, they're in Uber, they're in Deliveroo, they're in whatever, and the experience works really well, and the content is relevant and right, and then they're suddenly served a dear insert name marketing email, or a piece of content isn't rendered properly on their mobile device, or um, here's a 50-page report on LinkedIn, which no one's going to read. And it's that's like you true. go from a good experience to a really crap experience, and that starts to drive the overall kind of brand um, experience, if you will, and customer experience with that individual, with the organization, and, and, uh, and so on. So you mentioned Nike before. What was that experience or observation yeah. you had about them? It's just if you look at the, the direction of travel that retail is going, and retail is going to, you know, and I'm not a retail expert in any shape or form, but the fact that Nike is now going direct to its consumers. So you can now download the Nike app, and build out your sneakers direct with Nike rather than having to go to you know, a third party or a store to buy it. So it's interesting how um, that is starting to affect you know, bricks and mortar, and certainly in the UK, um, you know, retail is, is suffering massively around kind of online and, and digital. But then when you, if you start to get brands such as Nike to actually want to have a one-to-one direct interaction with its consumers, that's a, that's a really interesting play in my, um, in my view, and something that B2B 
could learn from because so often do, you know, I do a lot of work in the professional service space, for example, so lawyers and accountants and lawyers go, we need an app. Well, why do we need an app? What's the reason for that? I don't know, we just need an app because everyone's getting, um, getting an app. Um, but it's, it's interesting to see how this is all, all developing. And, and, and that is true. There are a lot of people that will jump into the mix because they see everyone having it. It doesn't mean that's the right tool for them to exactly. use. Yeah, so exactly. There's a lot of basic things that, I guess, as an individual or as a small company, that people should be aware of to be, to be able to at least have a presence in social selling. What, what are some of the basics that people should be aware of that they, that they really should be slowly starting to develop? Um, well, I think, you know, I don't, I, I don't actually like the term social selling. I think it's lost all meaning that it originally had from back 2015, 2016, um, because you now see people selling over social, which is fundamentally the wrong thing to do. It's just sales and marketing for the 21st century. What you're trying to do on social is start business conversations with people to then bring it to like what we're doing now. Um, it's social that brought us together, referral that brought me to you, and now we're having a, um, a conversation before this point. I'd never heard of you. You'd never heard of me. Yet here we are, and now both our respective audiences know who each other um, each other is. So it's understanding that's what we're trying to do. But then more importantly, um, we get asked a lot, well, what social media platform should we, should we be on? And I was like, you're asking the wrong question. Who is your audience? Who are you marketing to? Where do they live? How do they want to consume content? Which will then start to dictate the platform or platforms that you should be on. So B2B, it's going to be LinkedIn and Twitter as as a safe starting point but recruitment instagram is a good place um tiktok i'm on tiktok because i need to understand how tiktok is um is working i mean it's an, it's an insane um environment i remember vine uh, fondly and i bet twitter are regretting shutting uh, closing vine down after that acquisition okay. but you need to understand where your audience is you then need to understand uh, your buyer your overall buyer journey and one would assume that if you've sold your products and service before and you go and do client listening, you go and talk to actually have a physical conversation with people, um, understand what works, what doesn't work, what were the kind of the varying gates or points they had to go through before it turned into a conversation, before it turned into a pitch, then you need to turn that into a story. So I've never heard of your brand, or I have heard of your brand, but it could be the perception is that I don't want to work with your brand. So when I was at PwC, for example, but working in private client space, so small enterprise, SME size organizations, some of the pushback we got was, well, you're PwC, you're too big. Why would you want to work with you know, me, a privately owned business for 50 employees? You're too big. So it's kind of countering that challenge. Inversely, if you're a small brand, the beauty of social media is that you can be global if you, if you want to. And then it's how do you use um, the platforms, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Insta, TikTok, whatever, to disseminate your message in a meaningful way with context for your audience. So why should I read this piece of content? Why should I engage with this video? Why should I listen to this, uh, this podcast over and above everybody else who out there is going me, 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 shout, 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 look at me, look at me, look at me. So how do you differentiate um, that? And then it's starting to move into the world of data and data analytics. So what access and LinkedIn, even at you know, premium level gives you some pretty good stuff at a basic level, your website, social listening platforms. How are you using data then to start to drive your marketing strategy, your content strategy, which in turn starts to drive your sales strategy, which in turn starts to drive any number of things within the organization. So uh, basic hygiene factors, actually know who your market is, then do research what platforms they're on. That will dictate your content uh, and your content strategy. Uh, then just start, and the other thing is start trialing. 
you know, well, what if, what if no one likes that post? So what, do it again, try again, try something different. Why didn't, you know, why wasn't it um, liked? Um, is there a right time to post? My view is no, unless you're marketing to a really specific thing. So in the UK, if you're marketing to school children, um, which the majority of our listeners probably aren't, uh, then it's five to the hour because that's when they change classes and then suddenly go <laughs> looking at their, um, uh, looking at their smartphones. Yep. So that's kind of the, 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 I mean, there's a lot more to it, but that's the, the basics that you should be asking yourself. And that gives, uh, it, it can make a head spin with all those different pieces. I think that the, the goal of it is trying to strategize of what works for you because you have, you're trying to target a certain audience. Yeah. And it's all about the audience. If you can figure out what, what audience you have, which is step number one, and figure out the best way to communicate with them, then that starts the process of developing this strategy to create those communications. Indeed. And don't make assumptions. You know, I get a lot of, um, well, my, my audience isn't on a, a varying platform. Okay, well, we go into LinkedIn, you can prove that straight away. That's not the, um, uh, not the case. But it's also, I got to release some research uh, recently saying that, um, that your audience or your buyers want um, entry points on their terms. So rather than you telling them you will listen to my voicemail, take my phone call at this time, or you, re- you will read this marketing email when I send it to you, even if it gets through, they want to be able to read stuff, download stuff, listen to stuff, watch stuff on their terms when they want to, not when you tell them to. And that's the beauty of social media, is that if you leverage this, leverage this properly, then you are giving them control of when to consume your content and your marketing materials. If you can activate all your employees, and again, you could be a 10 person organization, you could be a 250,000 person organization. That's the, and that's the, 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 the breadth of organizations that we do work with. Every single person can in fact act as that entry point. And I literally mean the, the personal assistant, the janitor, the finance director, the chief exec, and everybody in between, everybody's got a network. Everybody knows someone who knows someone. So we could all give those entry points to people to then guide them to a point on the website, sign up for this, download this, you know, come to this event, whatever it might be. And, and, and that strength of people and making the right connections and utilize those connections, that really how, again, it goes, it goes back to human contact and, and human uh, and, and, and being human and being, and being uh, communicative with people. So it's, it's, it's creating all that strategy to make sure you're creating the right communications. It is, but then on the human aspects, and we know what humans are like, um, we're resistant to change. Uh, if me, the individual, as the employee, do not understand the what's in it for me, and what do I get out of this when it feels like corporate is telling me to share corporate content? Well, hang on a second. No, because this is my profile, and I don't want to um, share that. So back to kind of the earlier point, is explaining the what's in it for me as the individual, um, what benefit they get, how this can actually help the wider um, organization. If we go back to kind of marketing, well, wider marketing create content, create content to drive conversations, to drive sales opportunities, to drive revenue, to drive money, to drive then profitability, to drive shareholder value, to drive recruitment, you know, a lot of brand purpose we're now hearing. You're looking at Microsoft stealing a march on the competition, committing to go to carbon um, negative by 2030 and how employees want to now work for an organization that is more than just <laughs> making money for the shareholders or the CEO or whatever it um, might be. And marketing, content, people, networks can all do this. But at the end of the day, if I don't see the value for me, the individual, then I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to engage. 
and it's it's so true. It's like buy-in is important, and and showing the value to your employees of this pro, so they can be part of this process. It goes into the um, just the just the um, the the focus of what you are sharing with your employees, and, and and making them evangelists for the company themselves, loving being there because they're part of the process, and vice versa. They they want to be part of the process because they actually enjoy being there. Exactly. And I think that, you know, there's a term that is used. It's kind of, we're seeing certainly in the, in the B2C space more of this, um, primarily around things like Instagram. I was at Hootsuite event last summer, I believe it was. And one of their companies was, a, I think it was Melios Hotel, a Spanish hotels chain. And the head of social was saying how they're now driving to user-generated content. So actually they will take, so, you know, one of their guests will take a picture of them, you know, by the pool or on the beach. They will then say, can we use this photo to put on our Instagram feed? Because, it's, it's real, it's not fake, it's not influencers, mm -hmm. it's a real guest sharing their real experience, which enables you and I to identify with that person. Well, I'm like that person, therefore, if they're having fun, we feel like I'm a similar person to you, therefore, I might have fun, therefore, I might stay at that hotel. And the beauty of this is the majority of this is it's free for the organization. The, uh, they create better um, kind of brand advocates because that person feels kind of a bit of a, you know, well, the dopamine effect, we all know about that. Yay, this brand is sharing my post onto Insta. I'm going to get some likes, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to tell people about that and, um, uh, and so on. I, you know, I fell victim, victim to this last summer on a holiday with the family with Mark Warner, um, hashtagging everything on Insta, much to my wife's disappointment, you know, leveraging my children and their cute photos to try and get a 200 pound um, you know, holiday voucher. But why not? You know, it, it works. So user generated content, I think, is an interesting thing around what b2b can start to look at uh how that could be used and i think instagram is a great place to start and if you don't believe me if you don't if your corporate doesn't have an instagram page just hashtag the name of your company especially if you're a large company and i think you'd be amazed at what conversations are already happening exactly. with employees who are just taking selfies of christmas parties office parties this events using the hashtag it's already there and if as a brand, you can curate that and control, not in a control way, but just control it in a meaningful way, that's just, it's, it's free marketing and it's massively powerful. And like, any free marketing is good marketing. Indeed. But, good. <laughs> but, but really engaging that power of, of your people is, yeah. uh, is really important. So in, in, in tying some of this up, because you, you've thrown us a lot, really a lot of great things to think about. What would you say is the number one strategy that really works best for you and, and your clients to achieve the marketing goals out of all the, this that, that we brought up? That's a big question. Um, number one <laughs> strategy. It, it, comes, it absolutely has to come into, uh, oh well, uh, outputs. If you don't understand what you're trying to achieve, then whatever you try and do is going to fail because you've got nothing to measure against. So is it I want to drive net new business? Is it I want to drive um, brand awareness? Is it I want to upsell, cross-sell within existing key accounts? Is it I want to drive uh, recruitment? Is it employer branding, employer advocacy was kind of one of the um, uh, one and the same thing. And the beauty is, is that actually mechanically, assuming you can answer those questions, if you can't, then you need to take a step back and have a long, hard look at what your overall five-year, 10-year strategy is going to be. If you can answer those questions, and the beauty is, is that mechanically what you're asking people to do on social remains exactly the same. It is the content which will then dictate whether you will hit those outputs that you are trying to um, achieve. So understand what you want to do, 
then work backwards to understand what the input is to get to that output and then what platforms, who is involved in that and so on. I, I think you really tied it up nicely in, 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 the, in describing that. You, it's it's got to have the right plan, the right strategy and know what path that you're, uh, you're going in to make sure that all the efforts are worthwhile and, and effective. Absolutely. Because, um, yeah, if you don't know what you're trying to achieve, it's like, okay, well, you're just going to be blindly putting stuff out there with no kind of what have you. And then you get marketing telling you, yeah, we've got like 150,000 followers on our corporate page on LinkedIn. Okay, well, that's awesome. But based on how the algorithm works, probably well over 50% of those people aren't even seeing the content. And then if you use Sales Navigator, you can start to prove whether the right people are following your corporate page. And I've had some, let's say, silent uh, situations in marketing have sat in the room. And I've just shown this and, and people have looked at marketing going, Really? So you're telling us this, yet that these are our key accounts, yet no one from our key accounts are following our, um, uh, our corporate pages, which, you know, again, don't get sucked into the metrics. It's more important to understand who is engaging with your content rather than the volume of it. So case in point, um, I do a video every Friday, hashtag ask Alex, where I do 30 seconds, 60 seconds to the phone around, um, I, ask, I answer a question that's happened that, uh, that week. Uh, two weeks ago, um, I've been doing this for two years, bear in mind, normally get 1,000 to 5,000 views on the video. Two weeks ago, I had a moment of brilliance or madness, depending on which way you look at it, and I was talking about employee advocacy and showering your market with content. So I thought, hmm, what if I stood in a shower with a shirt and tie on and turned it on? So I did it, right? I thought this is going to go one or two ways. It's going to bomb or it's going to go the other way. Well, current count, I think we're at 26,000 views. First time I've kind of gone viral. Um, but it hasn't generated any business for me. Yes, it's moved you around. Yes, I've made some interesting connections. Yes, my existing network basically have gone, dude, what are you doing? That was awesome. How are you going to top that? So it's created a topic of conversation. But 26,000 views hasn't achieved anything. Actually, the two years of doing this consistently means that I go to conferences, I go to meetings in the market that I want to play in, and people who I've never met in my life go, oh, I've seen your video, I really like them, I look out for your videos. That's the key thing, is back to knowing your audience, it's I care about the right people seeing it rather than that I've gone viral on LinkedIn. That, that, that's fantastic. Uh, for, for one, just, just being able to uh, create something that is getting just the, 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 the right eye seeing it, let's start there, and that taking you to those conferences and getting those conversations. But then again, it's a nice little feather in the cap saying I have a 26,000 watch uh, video and, uh, and, and experience, experience being dressed in the shower and, uh, and, and being, uh, being live and out there for everybody. So uh, congratulations on that. It's not all that's cracked up to be, I'll tell you, the amount of it, because you, know, you have to engage and your LinkedIn feed is just going ping, 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 and then you get some, I mean, I had no trolling. I did one, I had one lady who I don't know was asking whether I was wearing any trousers in said video. I was like, well, that's the world we'll never know. <laughs> uh, the, the fun of the internet. Indeed. Uh, with, with, with that said, um, how is the best way that people can get in contact with you to learn more, to access more information, to, to really uh, connect and work with you in, the, in, in some of the things that they need to address? Yeah, for sure. So LinkedIn, obviously a good place to, uh, to start. So Alexander Lowe, um, I'm on Facebook, Alexander Lowe. I'm on Instagram, digital underscore Alexander Lowe. I'm on, uh, what do I say, so LinkedIn, Twitter, um, digital, no, Alexander, Alexander underscore, no, I'll give you all the links. But you can basically find me on pretty much any social media platform apart from Snapchat because I can't figure that out. <laughs> I can understand that as well. So 
Alexander, thank you so much for joining us. This was really great information. There's a lot of information to, to soak in. I would definitely suggest people watching this at least twice to really get, gather all this because it really gives you some great direction um, personally and also really for your company and, and really get, getting that traction you really want and, uh, and, and, the, and the right impressions in the process. So, Alexander, thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. And everyone, thank you again for joining us. Another day of really great content information. Um, I really hope, as I suggested, watch this a couple of times. There really is great information I, would, I definitely don't want you to miss. But go out, have a great day today, and we'll see you tomorrow.